Aaron's Radio Show. Very nice, very music, very cool. I like it. Coming to you almost live from Berkeley, California. It's Aaron's Radio Show, the podcast. With your host, Aaron Gobbler. Thanks, Jake. And welcome, everybody, to episode 13. You're listening to the podcast version of My Three Songs, a show where my guest provides three selections, and we talk about why those songs are meaningful to them. The podcast version features full interviews, but includes no licensed music. To enjoy the original version with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream every episode. If you wish to be a guest on the show, please complete the short survey on the My Three Songs page on our website. Now here's the show. Welcome to My Three Songs, where I play three special songs chosen by my guest, and we talk about why they chose each song. Today, my guest is fellow Berkeleyan, Karen Fraser colleagues Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Aaron. I'm pretty good today. Yeah? Good. Yeah. Is, is Berkeleyan the right word? Is that, does that describe us? Yeah, you know, I actually yeah. was having this debate with somebody recently about whether it was Berkeleyan or Berkeleyites. Uh, my preference okay. is Berkeleyan. Ber- Somehow Berkeleyan. it just <laughs> sounds smoother to me. And so, uh, you know, I've been in Berkeley now or in this area for 22 years and uh, gotten to know you um, through various connections. Uh, how long have you been in, in Berkeley? Gosh, uh, about that same amount of time we moved it to Berkeley from San Francisco um, in 1998. So, wow, okay. what is that now? 23 years. I yeah, guess that's so when we bought our house. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I've often said you one becomes a native Californian after you've lived here about 10 years. So, well, I am yeah. a native Californian. Okay. I was born in Los oh. Angeles, actually, and oh, nice. moved to San Francisco okay. in, in the early in the early 80s. Um, so. Uh, but I feel like, I do feel like I'm a native, more like a native uh, Bay Arean, San Francisco right, and right, San right. Francisco or Berkeley or something now. But mm-hmm. I've spent a lot, the first part of my life in Los Angeles. Gotcha. Well, that uh, that is a distinction. There are plenty of, of native Californians, but it seems like there's more people who are not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Karen, I want to thank you for being on My Three Songs. You're officially the third guest on this show. Uh, and I think I think I'll stop counting after you. I feel like maybe I'm on a roll <laughs> at this point. And, um, and I want to thank you again for, for, uh, for joining me. Uh, I'm curious, what made you decide to be on the show? Well, uh, when you first posted that you were going to try this format, I thought, oh, that sounds really interesting. And, and then started thinking about what would my answer be? Because as I think you know, it is really hard to pick three songs. Um, and, and I kept, Every time, and I kept sort of thinking about it. Every time you would have a, a, I would see a post on Facebook. I would think, I wonder what songs I would choose. Um, the first song we're going to do is always the top of my list, but I would always then wonder what are the other songs going to be. And this time, when I saw, I guess it was just yesterday that I saw that you didn't have a guest yet for this week. I thought, okay, my time has come. I, I need to okay. do something about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was why I decided to give it a try. Well, thanks, thanks again for uh, for stepping up to the plate. Um, so before we get started, uh, can you tell me something about how music fits into your life? Like, uh, is it a key part of your normal day or is it mostly in the background or like, do you listen to music on a whim? Um, you know, that's a really interesting question. And that's something that has changed depending on, you know, 
when in my life we're talking about. Um, I used to be one of those people who always had music going, always in the background. I mean, I don't know if that's typical teenager and college age behavior or what, but I, but music was, I had a soundtrack to my life and music was always going on, I guess I would say. And, uh, more recently, I feel like the soundtrack to my life was all of the noise that my kids made. And now that they are adults and no longer in the house, I've started, I don't know, reclaiming, reclaiming my soundscape or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, but I do find for the most part, uh, because both my husband and I are working at home full time right now, I don't usually play music while I'm working, um, these days because we don't have quite and we aren't quite soundproofed enough from each other and we spend most uh, of our days on conference okay. calls. Uh, but I, so mostly these days I listen to music in the car, uh, and living in Berkeley, I'm not spending a lot of time in the car. Okay. But <laughs> enough to get a fix and, just pre-pandemic, I had decided that uh, I wanted to, I don't know, get back to my roots or something and start seeing more live music. Um, and I was just starting to go to live shows and things when, um, you know, small venue kind of live shows, not big mm -hmm. stadium concerts, when the shelter in place hit. I mean, in fact, I saw two concerts the week before that and had tickets to a couple of concerts that were canceled immediately after we started the shelter in place. Karen, you selected three great songs. I'm going to rattle off the titles and artists. Okay. And then we'll, li then we'll listen to each song and we'll talk about it a bit. So your songs were um, I Melt With You by Modern English from 1982. Uh, and then uh, a song with a very long title, which I'll read. Um, I Believe When I Fall in Love It Will Be Forever by Stevie Wonder from 1972. And Throw Your Arms Around Me. Um, performed by Luca Bloom from 2000. So this is an interesting set. And then I, each song is of a different genre and energy level. I'm eager to hear your stories about them. First, we'll take a listen to Melt With You by Modern English. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Now, Karen, uh, this song has to be one of the most memorable songs of the 80s. Um, and I feel like Modern English was one of those uh, group of 80s bands that had um, just one single blockbuster hit. Um, why is this song meaningful to you? Well, back in around 1982, when um, I mentioned I grew up in Los Angeles and I had just graduated from college and was back in Los Angeles um, living at my parents' house, going to grad school. And my like one of my oldest and dearest friends at the time was um, going to college in upstate New York. And she um, said to me, we, we, we hardly ever talked to anybody on the phone long distance in those days, but we happened to have a phone conversation where she said to me, you know, the worst thing about being here is that there's no good music. We don't have a good radio station. I need, I need music like the music that we listen to on KROQ, which um, KROQ was the big new wave radio station in Los Angeles in the late seventies and through the eighties. Um, and it was, you know, the, the place where we got all of our music for a very long time. And, um, so what I did was I essentially, you know, picked songs that I was hearing on the radio all the time and, and made her a mixtape you know, record, laboriously recording right. songs on to a cassette off of the radio. And okay. trying to get versions of them where, you know, the DJ didn't start talking over the music and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I could not get a version of this song where the DJ, I mean, this song had to be on the tape. And I could not get a version of this song where the, D the DJ was would not start speaking, either at the okay. beginning or the end or something. And I finally went out and bought this 
music. It was on an EP. Um, mm-hmm. and which I don't even know what else is on it. I mean, to this day, I don't know if I ever listened to right. any of the other music you were mentioning. They're sort of a one hit wonder. Um, or I must have and been completely uninterested in it, but I bought it just so I could put it on the mixtape for my friend. And, um, I don't remember what else was on the mixtape anymore at this point. I mean, this was 1982, right? Uh, but, but this song just has stuck with both of us. We both uh, still really enjoy listening to this song. And she says she has the mixtape someplace. And next okay. time I, I visit her <laughs> periodically in Los Angeles. Um, and next time I'm down there, we were going to, you know, look around for it and stuff. But so this, and it, it really does evoke the eighties too. I yeah. mean, so it also evokes that whole time in my life when I was, you know, between college and grad school, but you know, not really a grown up yet, but feeling pretty grown up and having a whole, you know, I don't know. It has that kind of optimistic, my life is ahead of me, romantic sort of feel to it for me. Yeah. yeah um, and so, you know, um, I, I don't listen to the radio almost at all now. And so, <laughs> It seems like that might just be a trend that, you know, back when people were mostly listening to the radio is when you had mm-hmm. to wait till the song came on, like you said, uh, to hear it. And now it's more like really it's on demand. Like you feel like inspired, like you want to hear it. So it's not like you're going to just hear that any, you know, this song just spontaneously. Uh, maybe you'll hear it in Trader Joe's or something, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's always funny uh, to me, the song yeah. that play in, in, on the Muzak in Trader Joe's. Right, right. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, it's a very different world, the whole idea yeah. that we had to – how difficult it was to put – I mean, now I want this on my playlist. I hit a button right. and there it yeah, is. Yeah. And the whole mapping out exactly how long – is each song and how many minutes are there on this side uh-huh, of the set? Uh-huh. So can I, you know, am I near the end? Do I have enough time for this one exactly. more? Is it going to cut it off in the middle? And, you know, the whole process yeah. was also just um, so different than, than yeah. I was trying to explain it to my kids once and they just frankly did not believe me yeah, that I had that's... to do to go through that kind of a, an ordeal to create mixtapes. <laughs> and this is before like Excel or VisiCalc or any of these things, right? We had to do mm-hmm. it like probably on a, on a piece of paper. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I love the whole mixtape story because I, I had made my own share of mixtapes, and I don't know how they'll sound now because probably partially demagnetized. But um, yeah, thank you for that story. Um, that brings me back to my mixtape days. The next song on your list is Stevie Wonder's "I Believe When I Fall in Love It Will Be Forever." So let's take a listen to that, and then I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it afterwards. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Karen, I just love Stevie Wonder's work from the 70s, and I I dig how this song ends um, with this unexpected, like, Mm -hmm. funky sound that that I I associate with with a lot of his 70s work. And um, I, I feel like when I listen to his music, I can't help but feel like I'm listening to an extremely talented uh, writer and performer. What made you add this song to your list? Well, um, let me like music nerd on you for a second and then talk about the emotional resonance of this song. Sure. Um, so, uh, this, this is on, this song is from the album Talking Book, which came out in the early seventies. Um, and I think I was in junior high at the time this album came out. And the songs that everybody knows from this album are, um, You Are the Sunshine of My Life and Superstition is on that album. And, Mm. um, uh, there's, uh, maybe your baby, I think is the other one that are, that I don't know. Those songs were just like all in, you know, constant rotation on the radio through my 
you know, junior high school, high school, college. I mean, well, I mean, forever. I mean, even it wasn't just the seventies. They were, you just heard them all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I did never, I never heard this song at that time. Um, uh, and that album is, I guess, sort of known in the Stevie Wonder, whatever, as the the album that sort of marks his real shift from his like traditional standard Motown R and B to more of the stuff we think of when we think of Stevie Wonder. Uh Um, and this song kind of, you can see that bridge, you know, sort of, as you mentioned, it it suddenly switches the tone there at the end and he threw in something that was completely different. Um, and really is more sort of the direction he was moving in at that point in time. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but I never heard the song and I probably heard superstition so many times I could, you know, was hearing it in my sleep. And, um, and, uh, and then I watched high fidelity, the movie. And this song plays over the end credits of High Fidelity. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's a John, John Cusack movie? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's based okay. on this Nick Hornby book that's about uh, making playlists. <laughs> I mean, among other right. things. It's about uh-huh. music and this guy's you know, relationship to music and et cetera. And um, the use of this song over the cl- closing credits like is perfect in the movie with where, where the story has gotten to at that point. And, uh-huh. um, and I had never heard the song before and it just really kind of grabbed me. Um, and cause I love the, I don't know. I love the melody of it. I love that kind of like lush melodic thing that's going on. And then, um, and obviously in the movie credits, you don't hear the tale at the end. It, it doesn't not put the credits don't last that long, or maybe you do okay. if you really listen all the way to the end. Right. But at the time, um, that's, in the early 2000s, I think, um, I was at home with a baby and I had, uh, well, I also had a, a preschooler, but I was mostly at home with the baby and watching right. movies in my spare time yeah. on, you know, at home in my living room. And that was when I saw High Fidelity for the first time and heard the song. And the song, um, I mean, it's obviously a love song, but to me, it was like a really great, the chorus of that is a really great thing to be singing to your baby when they're trying to put him to him or her to sleep so when i when i hear that song i think of it as you know the love story between me and my children more than a love song for um another adult person and uh and i really it just like takes me back to that time i mean sort of in the same way that first like let's talk liminal spaces or whatever the first one took me to this time in my life where i was between college and grad school and and going out into becoming an adult and this one was this really interesting in between time in my life when I had stopped work for a while was home with my little kids and was really focused on them um, for a couple of years. And um, this song always remind, I mean, it reminds me of the movie of high fidelity, but it also really reminds me of that time being home with my kids dancing around the living room, sort of swaying and trying to put my infant who never napped to sleep singing this song, but it's a really precious memory for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I also, regardless, I love love songs. Apparently every song I could think of to pick was <laughs> always a love song. And, uh-huh, you know, it's uh-huh. really pretty romantic. I seem to, you know, gravitate towards those. Kind. I like other music too, but when it comes time to pick songs for a list or something, these are the kinds of songs I tend to pick. So it's, it's almost like a meditation of sorts or it, it kind of centers you when you're yeah. hearing these songs. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Brings your mind to a positive place. And, uh, yeah, I mean, especially this uh, yeah. song, it has a lot, it's very repetitive, uh, you know, it doesn't, yeah. there aren't a lot of lyrics to the song, and the chorus just repeats over and over and over again, I don't know, if, I'm not a musician, I don't know if it's the chorus or the bridge, uh-huh. but whatever, it's repeating over and over again in this really meditative way. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had heard this song at some point, but um, it was really nice to revisit it and then really be surprised at the end with that funky part at the end because <laughs> I don't think I ever associated that with with this song. So um, thank, mm-hmm. thanks for including this that one in your, in your list. The, the last song in your set was Throw Your Arms Around Me, performed by Luca Bloom. And we're going to listen to that, and then I'll talk to you about it on the other side. Okay, great. Hello, podcast listener. To experience this episode with music included, please visit our website, aaronsradio.show, where you can stream all episodes. Karen, when I looked up this song, I realized I had never heard of Luca Bloom. Um, it really is a beautiful song, and its simplicity is, I feel like, is part of its charm. Um, I'm, I'm interested in knowing why the song's in your list, and do you recall where you were in your life and how you first felt when you heard it? Um, yes, actually. Uh, uh, so, Luca Bloom, if you've never, if aren't familiar with Luca Bloom, the Listen to Riverside, which is, I think, his first American album. It's really good. Um, anyway, okay. uh, and um, he's an Irish singer-songwriter. And he put out this, uh, and I, um, his first album came out sometime in the early 90s. And I just started to make a practice of buying all of his things as they came out. And this particular album came out, and I just bought it without really knowing what it was. Um, and it turns out to have been... It still is an album of covers. All the songs on it um, okay. are covers of other people's music, and um, and quite a few of them were songs I wasn't familiar with. And this was one of them. I'd never heard it before, and it actually, um, but but I just fell in love with it. I love the kind of dreamy tone of it. The um, it just it really feels like that sort of dreamy beginning of a relationship where you're, you know, you're 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 really falling in love or lust with this person and you mm-hmm. really want that connection and you're, you're hoping it's going to be something that, that lasts, but it might not. And it just really felt like that to me. And, uh, I'm the kind of person who like cries at romantic comedies when they, like, everybody gets together in the end and okay. um, whether they even, and stuff like that. And so it's just right. like, it, it was this thing where I would get this like well of emotion about these people in this relationship and it was just going to be so wonderful. Um, and, uh, and it's the kind, of, and as I said, I, for the last 20 years, have mostly listened to music in my car, I guess. And it was something that when it, when it would come on, I would repeat, hit repeat on this track and listen uh-huh. to it over and over again. And I found it very soothing. I, I tend to use music to like, if I'm worried about something or just it's been a long day or whatever to kind of calm me down and transition to whatever the next part of my day is. But so at some point, really recently, like within the last two years, three years, I guess, it suddenly occurred to me to wonder, what is this a cover of? I've never, it never, I, I love the song so much and I'd never heard it before. And it kind of never occurred to me that it was anything, that, even though this was an album of covers, that there might be another version of this song that might be really good. Um, what was its original? And I went and found the original, which is a, a sort of classic eighties song from an Australian band that nobody outside of Australia has ever heard of. And it sounds very 80s. Uh, it doesn't sound like this at all. Um, and it kind of made me cringe a little bit. And then I started poking around and found uh, um, that actually Pearl Jam does this song in concert all the time. And okay. there are quite a few um, recordings of Pearl Jam doing this song. And there's also a video somewhere of Pearl J- of Eddie Vedder and the guy who wrote this song, a guy named Mark Seymour, um, singing it. Okay. And, and it's really wonderful. I have four different versions of it on different 
playlists that I listen to on a pretty regular basis. But the, the, uh, and I just found it so interesting when I started looking into it. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, um, and verified by a close friend of mine who is from Australia, this is the most popular song in Australia of all time. This particular and song, this, this, this song, not, not this version of it, the original uh, version the, the by uh, yeah. whatever they were called, um, hunters and, Hunters, hunters and, and collectors or something like hunters that. and collectors, yeah. which she tells me is pronounced is just called hunters because Aust- she said is Australians don't enunciate. So okay. every, everybody knows this song. Everybody knows the band. This is the kind of song that it's like if it starts playing in a bar, everybody stands up and starts <laughs> belting it out. It's almost um, like an anthem. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like yeah. Sweet Caroline at a Boston oh, okay. baseball game or something. <laughs> right, everybody, right. St- I mean, which wow. is so funny because it's this kind of. <laughs> Um, sad romantic song. Yeah. Everybody, you know, and the, um, but I actually checked with her yesterday. I said, you know, I, I said, I'm going to be talking to my friend Aaron about this song and I just want to be sure this is really true. And she's like, Oh my God, that's so true. That's funny. It is like, you know, even though it's from whatever it is, the mid eighties, everybody to this day knows this song, loves this song, will burst into song singing it. People always often have it as like the first dance at their wedding. It's, it's an Australian right. institution and it's completely un, anybody I know who knows it now, it only knows it through having heard Pearl Jam sing it. And most people have never okay. heard it. Um, like you and like me before I got the right. Luca Bloom album. Um, but anyway, I just love it. So this <laughs> might, me might, and everybody in Australia. Yeah. Right. This might help <laughs> me uh, break into the Australian, uh, you know, market with having the song on this list. So <laughs> exactly. Thanks for, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for the, for that story. It was really, um, uh, very, very, um, yeah, definitely the carrying on a romantic theme across these songs. And, and, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm glad I heard that song. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share about your selections that, that I hadn't asked you about or that you're dying to, to talk about? Uh, not really. I think it's pretty obvious. As I said, I like a love song and, and somehow, Ones that evoke nostalgia for some special time in my life are, I like even more. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I want to thank you again, Karen. Um, this was a lot of fun and, uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, yes, definitely. I'm glad great, I great. decided to, I'm glad I decided to do it. It was really, really hard. I mean, of course, you know, I gave you more than three songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but even to give you six songs was really hard <laughs> to narrow it down. I feel like, you know, on any given day, I might, uh, except with the exception of I Melt With You, I probably on any given day would give you a different list. The other two mm-hmm. songs would, okay. would turn, would be something else. So, um, yeah. I mean, for this show, when I first was thinking about it, I thought, oh, just your top, you know, favorite songs. But, um, but I'm realizing that that's difficult. You know, even for me to do, can <laughs> pick those five mm-hmm. top three songs. Um, and really perfectly the way you've, you know, encapsulate each song about this, the story. That's really kind of where, where I want the, you know, the show to be. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh I really loved your stories. Uh, oh, and thanks. I want to thank you again for joining me and joining, uh, our listeners and, uh, and to my listeners, uh, if you want to be part of this show, uh, start by going to our website, aaronsradio.show. And clicking on the My Three Songs button on the homepage. And until next time, keep your ears and mind open and let more music into your world.
You're listening to Aaron's Radio Show. 